Hello and welcome to episode 145 of the Mid-Off Cricket Podcast. Mid-Off, because by midway through, you'll probably want to switch off. I'm your host, the man Aaron Finch modeled his BBL form on Mick, and let me introduce you to the rest of the team. <laughs> our first co-host is our resident thumb-breaking guru. Welcome, Alex. Hello, guys. Um, some update, doing well, still a little swollen. Uh, good oh. to hear, mate. Good to hear. <laughs> Alrighty, next up is the man from the wrong side of Media Street. Come good. Welcome, David. Hmm. I'm glad that someone else has taken the thumb-breaking crown. Um, <laughs> I've been undefeated champion in that for about 25 years, so it's nice that someone else gets it. And finally, the gold field's running through the bush with a map and a compass champion. Welcome, Roscoe. Thank you, Mick. Good to hear up and about, David. <laughs> <laughs> you idiot. All righty. So uh, welcome one and all to the Frederick Harold Sock Company Studios. This is a tight ship production brought to you by Big Lug Enterprises. So we'll kick off with a bit of cricket news and who's been a knobhead as we tend to kick the podcast off with. There really hasn't been much cricket news, so we're just going to talk about blokes who've been knobheads. So um, I'll kick off proceedings. <laughs> And the man who's been uh, one of the bigger knobheads for the last fortnight is uh, Jeff Lawson. So, um, so due to an incident... Oh, God, what's he done now? Yeah, so due to an incident in the recent New Zealand-Australia T20 um, match, which saw Glenn Phillips almost to decapitate Riley Meredith with a straight drive, um, former test, we'll say Paceman, Paceman's in brackets, he just bowled straight up and down once, uh, Jeff Lawson says it's only a matter of time... <laughs> Before a bowler is killed by a full-blooded straight hit. Lawson is urging the ICC to reduce the size of bats. Adamant the power generated by modern-day bats poses a greater danger to players and umpires than, sh- than the short pitch ball does to batsmen. Alrighty, before everyone else um, weighs in, I have a rant, which I'm going to start right fucking now. Jeff, you are a fucking right. dumb cunt. No fucking question about it. In the last 10, 15 fucking years, what has killed a cricketer? What has killed a cricketer? Short pitch fucking bowling has actually killed a fucking cricketer from your home state at fucking Sheffield Shield level, you fucking moron. You are a fucking dead set piece of fucking shit. All you do is constantly get in, your, uh, in the age, write your columns and bitch and fucking moan about trying to change cricket because a useless cunt like you wouldn't get a fucking game now because you're not fucking good enough. The reality of it is, is yeah, the bats are bigger, but you know what else is also bigger? The fucking players because they, they're full time now and they spend half their time in the fucking gym lifting fucking weights. They, they are stronger. They are faster. That's what everyone loves to tell us about world sport now. Whether it's AFL, whether it's soccer, whether it's the NBA, everyone's bigger, stronger, and faster. This is the shit that fucking happens when people are bigger, stronger, and faster. And let's not forget, that fucking bloke who nearly got hit in the head by the straight drive is Riley Meredith. You know what he does? Falls 150 fucking Ks, mate. You don't think that's going to fucking hurt someone when it hits them in the bongo, you stupid cunt? <laughs> Does anyone else have a viewpoint uh, on Jeff Lawson? Uh, oh. I do. Um, uh, all right. Well, first, stand back, everyone. He's got a red coming. No, I'm just going to say, firstly, oh. we, um, we've earned our explicit rating already tonight, so well done. Um, big Satoshayev, and he's been able to pin his ears back. He's a, he's a more aerodynamic ranter at the minute. <laughs> Uh, it, it's the old, it's the old going to the size of the bat thing again, which has been, you know, talked down with various facts and science previously. It's interesting that the old people that comment in papers and have that voice always go back to the size of the bats. And um, did um, I, I didn't read the article. Was there an accompanying accompanying um, photo of Jeff Lawson holding a bat from his day oh, and then a bat from today? Yeah. With oh. a fucking ridiculous look on his face, like he's only just seen the fucking new bat for the first time <laughs> in his life. I hope there was, yeah. but yeah, like fuck. I mean, we haven't spoken about umpires, and we've spoken about short leg fielders. We've spoken about gully and the short gullies that people filled in for exactly the same reason. The keeper's gonna get 
hit if they're fielding back because someone's bowling faster. I don't know. Like, it, I understand that the, um, his idea that it can be dangerous, but I don't know if it's the bats that's the issue. Um, maybe uh, you should only allow people with like a muscle mass of Nathan Lyon to play the game. <laughs> that would make it a bit safer, I think. You know, just some spindle shanks arms, um, batsmen, so they can't quite hit it as hard. I don't know. Has anyone else got any opinions? We haven't heard from you, Ross. I think Jeff is on the money. <laughs> of course. No, he's, no, he's classic, you know, they bring him up for a comment. Like, I didn't even see that shot where the bloke almost got hit with the cricket ball. I don't think many people did because it just it happens. It's like yeah. an event in a cricket match. And then yeah. they made an article out of it somehow. <laughs> no, I'm real concerned about how Steve Smith's elbow is coming along. It's quite. Right? Oh, yeah. He's put some. Um, he went down to Clark Rubber and got some soft matting to put around the corners of his coffee table so he doesn't accidentally bump it. It's yeah. more interesting moved, to me. Steve yeah. Smith proved his old house. Yeah. Yeah, he's, um, he's also said to his sponsors, look, just don't give you as much stuff because I can't lift it all. With my bad elbow. That's true. He'd have someone to carry it now, surely. Yeah, that's it. And all these Instagram selling photos are going to be him with the item on the table. <laughs> on a plinth. Lifting it, because obviously you can't do that. Yeah, can't do that <laughs> Not a coffee table, though, no. obviously, because that's dangerous. No, well, far too dangerous. Some other sort of table. Yeah. Kitchen table. Maybe. So the question I have for Jeff Lawson is, um, back in the day, do you reckon when um, Simon O'Donnell hit that massive six at the G where the seat is up on, like, the 15th tier, do you reckon... Lawson just went up yeah. to him at the end of that over and went, Simon, I just I think you're hitting him a bit hard, mate. You just need to back back mm. and just make it fair for everyone else. Yeah. You can't, you just shouldn't be hitting it that hard, mate. So, yeah, just, it's not yeah, on. Would have gone to the moon if it had days back. <laughs> yeah, according to Lawson. But I think what he did was said, look, you're using the bats too new. The technology yeah. in your bat, Simon, at all. Here's Bradman's yeah. old bat, so you yeah. have to use this one from now on. Bradman never hit a boundary in his life. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well off on that fucking note of talking about knobheads we've got a we've got another couple of knobheads to talk about which bull i hear you've got some information on some knobheads for us after 144 episodes of not providing anything i thought i'd better do something <laughs> um so you know how i've always got my finger on the pulse on social media again yes uh, i do mate Always. Maybe my only skill in life is the ability to scroll through a social media platform. You are a guru. Um, And I did come up with something that I saw that sort of, well, it it miffed me a touch, Al. Yeah. Um, It was about social media impressions by uh, BBL players. Right. And what is what is what is an impression? What's that class? To to my understanding, it is eyeballs on a piece of content. Okay. So... um, That's that's effectively what it is. I'll just get the actual number. That was one point zero zero eight million. Sorry, interactions, ah, not impressions. Interact. So on BBL social channels, right? Okay. So what's I don't have anything. I don't have anything against the Spice Man. Ross does, but I don't um, either. So I'm yeah, I, I don't know him. He can obviously have, he has some level of ability. He's been picked oh, up in absolutely. a BBL, right? Didn't have a great year. It was pretty ordinary. Who gives a fuck how many interactions he has on fucking social media? <laughs> this is the problem with what's happening in BBL right now. CA are more worried about bloody social media interactions or impressions yes. than putting out a quality product that people will care about. You know what gets more interactions? When the fucking game's good and people yeah. watch it. You as opposed it. to a stinking batting or bowling effort. Sorry, I'll cut you off. Go no, on. you're right. Well, I mean... Ratings has got to be an interaction, right? So. so if you got a million, if you got a million people watching a game instead of four hundred thousand, I think that's probably worth a bit more to the to CA than Spice Man getting a million, yeah, uh, interactions. I, which I'm assuming is a like or a comment yeah, or something, something like, like that. that. Right? I yeah. assume it's Can't based on scroll. COVID because you couldn't have as many people in the game, so they're trying to get eyeballs on the product. But just put out a good product and it'll yeah, sell itself. Yeah, it did exactly. in the first couple of years when it was yes. all right. Higher yeah. skill, anyway. higher skill level. Now it's just shit. Skill levels been watered down. Too many games. Boring. So, um, from one knobhead to another. Well, I mean, this is not 
the spice man's fault, but he's been put in the no bed category because we had no areas to put him. But this guy <laughs> certainly falls in the no bed category, and that's Kevin Peterson. <laughs> he's playing at the moment against like an Indian veterans team, right. like an over 40 sort of setup. <laughs> And he's putting up like perfectly edited videos of his innings. He made an 18 ball 50 <laughs> against, you know, some blokes who are way past it now. And it's like, it's slow mo, it's sound. Oh, really? Effects. It's got everything, Al. Yep, it's got. Does it everything. have a star swipe? And it, Please have a star no, swipe. No, not oh. quite a star swipe. It's 2021 with 1992 is <laughs> over. But people are now, because of this fucking innings against it, you know, a couple of postmen. People are talking about him playing in the T20 English side now, uh, like the actual side. It's the same worn fucking yes. theory. Yep. Oh, let's get him back in the uh, T20 side because, I don't know, they've got pants by India, but who doesn't get pants by India? Everyone gets pants by That's India. That's exactly right. Well, anyway. That, um, what was that cricket we were watching, Mick, on uh, KO oh, that was inside fuck. a stadium in Dubai? Yeah, or somewhere. Like, yeah. it was like a long <laughs> It was like pretty well at that too. Yeah, it was like indoor uh, cricket and it was like one versus one cricket like, or yeah, something. Yeah, it was like one-on-one cricket. Yeah, yeah, that shit was fucking Jeez. weird. I'll look that up because I I've got a feeling I've got a feeling that was on top of a tall building in Dubai somewhere, and they had a net over like a domed net over the Jesus. ground. I've got a feeling that's where it was. It was I'll look it up. It was indoor somewhere, I think. Yeah, yeah. it was yeah. back in January or something. And yeah, the game KP I watched commentated was, the final. Was yeah, well, the game Morgan I watched was, was um KP versus Owen Morgan was the game I watched. So they have like. So it's the one-on-one, but then they have like a keeper Owen or, or a fielder or something. I'm pretty sure it was Owen Morgan. Yeah. But yeah. Fucking weird. <laughs> Fucking just yeah. weird. Yeah, like ice cricket. Just yeah. what's this weird oh, shit that, was that happened. Sick. That was uh, good. Oh, yeah, real good. Shahid ice cricket was fucking yeah. good. It's like the War Brothers walking up playing in fucking Iceland or whatever they fucking did. Fucking weird. <laughs> <laughs> it was uh, called the... UKC Ultimate Cricket Challenge. That's the one. Yep. That is the one. Yeah, fucking weird, man. Yeah, you had to bowl like fucking... You had to bowl like 25 balls. Yeah, you had to bowl at 25 balls or some shit. And you could have one fielder. That's a good number. Yeah. 25. Yeah, and you could have one fielder. So you either had to have him as a keeper or a normal... make it 24. Yeah. (laughs) Fucking weird. One more than a T20. Yeah. 4.1 over. I think that was, That's I what they're going to do in the 100, actually. They're changing the rules. Everyone bowls 4.1 over. Yeah. I think that's what they're doing. They're promoting it as this This competition is only a quarter as long as the 100. So fucking get involved. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's called quarter, quarter. Yeah. That's what they're going to use to promote the game in America. So, you know, they're going to use the one-on-one UKC <laughs> Ultimate Challenge Cricket. Yeah. Yeah. Because everyone knows yeah, so it's America's, like, um, America's UFC, that. UKC. That's it. Oh, shit, yeah. Well, I did, I did <laughs> They're going to get the, the two cricketers coming to the octagon. <laughs> <laughs> it's the final challenge of the cricket challenge. They already they already got that going down in peninsula, down the peninsula, don't they, boys? Down the Ballerina. <laughs> I think I think there's yeah, something yeah. going on at the moment. A lot of historical um, <laughs> uh, UFC cricket challenge league down. You, um, yes, you bring in your kit. You bring in your kit bag, and then you're allowed to choose one weapon <laughs> and bring it back to it. Sharp and stump or cricket well, ball on play, a stick knock the bat I in. I picked the thigh guard. Big mistake. I picked the big mistake. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't do anything. The bloke's wailing on me with a thumb, but I'm trying to hit him with a no, thigh guard. Silly. No comment. <laughs> 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 yeah, the ultimate one in it to have a new kit bag was the old set of metal stumps. That went yeah. down the <laughs> Swinging mace. Yeah, DK was the DK was the uh, reigning champion until I got rid of the aluminium bat. But um, yeah. <laughs> anyway, I've provided. I'll go on mute now for the rest of the podcast. Yeah, no worries. And, uh, see you later. See you later. Catch you on the weekend, mate. <laughs> Speaking of, um, I don't have this in my rundown, but you just reminded me of this. I reminded myself of this talking about America. But the head of the USA Cricket Association come out and believes that with T20 in the next 30 years, the United States will become a powerhouse of cricket on the back of like uh, getting, on the back of getting T20 going. On. Yeah. So. <laughs> On so the back of getting T20 going, which has been going for yeah, 20 uh, years. Mate, fucking, I'm just telling you what yeah. I fucking read, Gin. 
Okay. So he's saying from, from when it starts, there'll be a power within 50 years after yeah. it's starting. All those people who pass away before start. that time will be very yeah. upset. They're giving it 20 yeah. years to kick in and then they'll start and 30 yeah. years <laughs> after dominate. that, they'll be all right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's probably a similar time frame from India becoming a powerhouse in yeah. cricket to about yeah. when they sort of started, or maybe a bit longer, that's probably true. 70 years. Real cricket though, five-day cricket. Mm. Yeah, well, that's true as well. Yeah, and I think uh, what's important there, Mick, is that they'll have a dynasty, obviously, and there'll be um, they'll call it the last dance of T Twenty. That's exactly and, right. Uh, yeah. there'll, be, there'll be that player who's a bit like Michael Jordan, and there'll be the wicketkeeper who's like Scotty Pippen, and the fast bowler who's like Luke Longley. Yeah. <laughs> no, he won't be in it. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> uh, Alrighty, speaking of uh, India, we're going to throw over to Alex for Around the Grounds. Oh, oh, we're scraping Alex. the bottom of the barrel now. This hasn't it's been back. done for about 40 episodes. It's back. Content. I heavy. can hear the listener going mental, going, <laughs> yes, it's finally back. I've not been asking on social media for this for years. <laughs> All right, so the reason why I decided to start this up because last episode was fucking putrid from all of us and we should hang our heads in shame. Why not go back to what made us the powerhouse that we are, <laughs> which is long and boring segments where I yes. talk and you guys can be shit. So the round the ground is a couple of tests were recently played there between Inglia, Inglia, England and Ooh, India. Uh, Inglia. Inglia. Uh, is that is that the that's the England-Australia composite 11 that they think that they'll be able to use to topple India. Yeah, yeah. It still won't. They still won't win. But the Nahendra Modi Stadium, which is now the world's largest cricket stadium because it, uh, it used to be MCG holding 90-odd thousand, depending on how much standing room there was allowed in. Um, but this stadium holds a capacity of 132,000 people. Ooh. It's the second largest stadium in the world, but the largest cricket stadium, apparently. So it's kind of like, you know, when Australia gets like a big water slide, they say it's the largest water slide in, in the, the southern, southern hemisphere. hemisphere. Yeah. yeah, this is like what cricket's version of that. It's the largest <laughs> stadium for cricket in the world. Yeah. So I've got no idea what the largest stadium in the world is. Probably a soccer stadium, I imagine. Um, but it was formerly known, or commonly known as the Matera Stadium. Um, it's situated inside the Sadar Patel Sports Enclave. Yes, Mick? Was that named after Brandon Matera? <laughs> M-O-T-E-R-A. So, Sorry. no. Yeah. Um, but it's in an enclave, which I like. I think all sports precincts should be called enclaves. Um, anyway, in Ahmedabad in Gujarat in India. Um and it was constructed originally in 1983 and was first renovated in 2006 um, when it became a regular venue for international matches in the city. Um, in 2015, it was closed, demolished and been rebuilt and that's what the new large stadium yeah, okay. is now. Um, it was formerly called Sadar, oh geez, Patel Stadium. Um, it was after the Home Minister and Deputy Prime Minister of Gurkharak. <clears throat> um, and then renamed for uh, Nahendra Modi, who is, of course, the Prime Minister. Yes, Mick. Can you imagine, like, ScoMo rocking up and renaming the SCG, the Scott yeah. Morrison ground? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and it's like, it's only, it's only been named Nahendra Modi Stadium Feb this year, too. Yeah. Like, 24th of Feb this year, they changed it. I reckon because they held two tests there for the first time. So he's like, oh, well, my fuck. But yeah. apparently it was his idea. Yeah, no shit. Right? Which is hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> I've got to find this here. It's so funny. Um, oh, the conception. The like, idea to build the new stadium was alleged, allegedly proposed <laughs> by Nehendra Modi, the president of the Gurkharat Cricket Association, chief minister of Gurkharat at the time. Shortly before Modi moved to Delhi after becoming the prime minister, there was discussions about minor upgrades to the old stadium. Um, and the development of the whole area and, and the pavilion end. But Modi asked the officials to build a new, larger stadium instead of minor renovation work when he learned about the Melbourne Cricket Ground. Well, he's only just learned about it in 2015. Well, that, like, I don't think yeah. you should be trusting a bloke who only just learned about the yeah. MCG in building cricket stadiums, who was bloody head of the Cricket Association yeah. in the Fucking state hell. or province. He's like, <laughs> just wanted 
What, I'll go for a walk in Melbourne next time I'm down there. What the fuck is this thing? It's huge. <laughs> <laughs> call, call the GCA. Have you seen this? <laughs> have, you, have you seen this? I'm just making notice it. But it looks like it can seat like maybe 90,000 people. Let's make one bigger. And put my name on it. Uh, it sounds like they've just built the place. He's decided they're going to build the place in his honour. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I think the largest stadium in the world is um, is in North Korea, and it's uh, like an indoor golf stadium. So everyone, two hundred thousand can watch um, <laughs> Sun Jong Il play. Um, Kim Jong Il, sorry, play golf and get eight holes in one in a row. It is. Again. It is called the Rungrado First of May Stadium in Pyongyang, North Korea. Capacity right. of 150. 200,000. Oh, 150. Lies. Anyway, back to uh, Nehendra Bodhi Stadium. Crick Info got its info about Crick Incorrect because it's still talking about it's got a capacity of 52,000, which was the old stadium. Um, it played, played cricket. It's played in the history of the, let's say, both the stadiums. Um, they've played. World Cup matches there in each of the World Cups India have hosted. Uh, too much information. Member, Namaste Trump. <laughs> yes, I remember. So that. That that's where just before like COVID hit. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Virat Kohli. Kohli. Yeah. So. That was called Namaste Trump, which is fucking hilarious to me. But he, they, Hendra Bodhi hosted him there and then, you know, they filled the stadium up or whatever. But I didn't realise it was hosted there. I just thought it was at some joint. But the even even more hilarious Namaste Trump is the event was mirror, mirrored the Howdy Modi event held in Houston, Texas. <laughs> was that the Ashton? So you've got yeah. Howdy Modi and Namaste Trump. <laughs> Uh, and I think the Hendra Modi was heard saying, Tomb Brady <laughs> and <laughs> Mikhail Jordan. <laughs> anyway, last dance. <laughs> <laughs> so apparently, the stadium was the first Jackson. stadium in, <laughs> in the first stadium. Bruce Springsteen. Um, Tiger. Whoa, odds. <laughs> it took me a while to get that one. Um, so it's the first stadium in India to have LED lights. It has no supporting structures for the top of the stadium, so there's no pillars Brilliant. holding it up, so it creates a great... So you can um, see. Yeah, so everyone can see. Most of it you knock over, which is good. <laughs> but, um, you. But uh, I'm trying to think, like, there isn't too many pillars at the MCG, right? No, there's like, none. Cause you can't I think it must be like an Indian stadium pillar. thing where they've had pillars previously. Because yeah. I've noticed their stands in some of their other ones have always a pillar and stuff. Yeah. So maybe it's big for an Indian stadium culture over probably there. To hang to the, it's probably to hang the chicken wire off between the ground and the stadium. <laughs> well, it looks like it doesn't have it. So, yeah. Oh, Jesus, yeah. that's controversial. <laughs> It has a squash arena in it, oh, Indoor Cricket Academy. You can't build a new stadium without putting an Indoor Cricket Academy in it. I've noticed from around yeah. the grounds. So I'm happy they've ticked that box. Yeah. Olympic-sized swimming pool too, Need just that. for your recovery. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> um, a clubhouse with three practice grounds and 50 rooms. A 50-room <laughs> clubhouse. Have you told the Trevor Uni Footy Club about this? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> They've got half a room. Yeah. Does it have a um? Does it have an indoor bocce court or? Uh, Patonk, but not bocce. So they're a bit racist towards. Tear it Kelly. down! Tear yeah. it down! <laughs> <laughs> um, what else has it got here? Badminton and tennis courts. Brilliant. Yep. Squash. Uh, and yeah, there's squash arena, Ross. Arena. Oh, oh wow, arena. wee. Yeah. Oh, wow. And glass. what you want for, you know, what, what think about as a player and a, like, say, sporting club or organisation, you want to do your, like, let's uh, go over the previous game, see what we did well and see what we did bad. You'd want, like, a projection theatre or something like that. I thought you were going to say yeah, strip club. Theater. Yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah, okay. Well, yeah. they've also got a strip club. We'll get to that later. <laughs> um, but you're all wrong. 
Because oh. what you want is a 3D project, projection. Ah, I don't even answer. <laughs> yeah. Come up in a hologram. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. It's like Minority so, Report. You so, grab the things um, <laughs> No, it's so Tupac could do a concert. Yeah, oh, yeah, bang. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to think of the reason. I'm trying to think of a Tupac joke. Could come up with one. <laughs> Maybe if it was a three-dimensional hologram, Pitbull could make it to the uh, opening <laughs> ceremony. <laughs> <laughs> he could get on the plane this time. His own plane. He wouldn't, have to. He wouldn't have to. It could just be 3D holograms. Yeah, get like yeah, the ghost thing. of Zahir Khan or something yeah. to come out. I think it's for when the first He's couple still of people. Yeah. I know, that's yeah. why it's so funny. <laughs> He's rolling building. over in his grave. <laughs> Which is his bed. I just heard it was Princess Leia, and all she says is, Virat Kohli, you're our only hope. Uh, I was going to make yeah. a Star Wars yeah. reference, too. It's like, that's when they'll film the next Star Wars movie. Uh, <laughs> all right, here we go. What did you want to know about the stadium? How many car parks it has? 3,000 uh, yeah. cars and spots for 10,000 two-wheelers, Ooh. which oh, I assume yeah. are motorbikes. But... Or bicycles. bicycles. Yeah. You'd yeah. want to have a train station or, or something nearby, wouldn't it? Yeah. There is there is a metro line at one end. There is three entrances mm-hmm. to the ground, which What's is an upgrade of from two from the previous stadium. It had one oh. entry Only and exit. Three. Fifty-two thousand people going in and out of one gate from the old stadium. Jesus. But it's nearly the same Oof. amount of people because it's one hundred thirty-two thousand. You yeah, feel it. That's, that's true. Yeah. Forty-five thousand mm. people through each gate. Fuck it, people it. People complain about getting out of the G on Anzac Day. Fuck. <laughs> exactly. Fucking Jolly Watts Stadium packed. <laughs> <laughs> two, two, two trains, one after the other, going to fucking Epping. <laughs> <laughs> well, they go further than Epping now. It shows how long we haven't been there for. Yeah, shit, yeah. Mm. yeah. Um, anyway, we'll, we'll clean it up with a few reviews of the stadium, which I always oh, like to do. Yes, Google please. reviews. <clears throat> First one from Sachapara Bahumik. This is not Nahendra Modi Stadium. This is Sadar Patel Stadium. One star. So I think there might be a little bit of political stuff going on. I did notice in the... There's a million reviews, but I did notice a lot of stuff like good stadium, shit name, all that sort of stuff. Um, Here we go. I think Jajaja Panjak. I think he got the star system wrong. Wonderful feeling to watch live cricket match and also amazing stadium. One star. Yeah, suck shit stadium. You're too good. And my my favourite, you set your bar too reviews. high. <laughs> my favourite of all the reviews, which I read all of them today. Panchasara meat. One word: disgusting. One star. <laughs> there was a lot of talk too in the reviews that they didn't provide free drinking water. So that ah, must be a thing, you know, a culture over there that you had to pay for water and it was yeah. expensive. All the food was quite expensive, which, I mean, that seems like it's part of the course of the stadiums. stadiums. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, I, I guess they provided, other stadiums would provide free drinking water. Yeah. Anyway, that's uh, my Around the Grounds with Alex, guys. So crowds have gone wild. Yes, Paul? I'm glad you've pulled your finger out and bought that back, Al, because you've been a blot in this program for far too long. <laughs> I, um, I agree. And I, I, I I just want to ask if at all possible, if we could slightly make this um, segment better, if that is at all possible after that. I don't think um, it is, but I'll hear your ideas anyway. Menus. Can we find menus of these stadiums that you talk about? Because I'm assuming they're not just pies and hot dogs when we go around the world. Yeah, true. If you can get your hand on a menu for me. I reckon Hopefully. that will take this into the stratosphere. Yeah. Hopefully it's something similar to when you and me watched uh, uh, baseball in Tokyo when we got katsu curry packs. We oh. ate them in our seats. Yeah, something similar to that. Maybe get like a palak paneer and rice. Oh, how good would we'll, that be? We'll do a travel podcast later. Oh. Yeah, all right. Yeah, I'll give you know, me like doing this fucking podcast, Paul. <laughs> at least we've found the, the, the least the grumpy point. time slot for Paul to be in. So it's good. Um, it's because we started early. So I, no, um, I watched a little bit of this test match. And um, another thing I noticed um, with this stadium is one of the ends is the Adani end, which I'm pretty sure he's either, he's either the MCC guy or, sorry, VCCI boss, or he's a politician as well. Because I've seen his name around a bit. And then I'm the other mate, end... Mate, I think. Yeah. yeah, and then at the other end, there's um they're building a new structure. It's a very um big, large structure. 
it would have what you probably deem most people would probably class as a steeple in it. Uh-huh. Yeah. Okay. And in that, and inside the steeple-like structure, there is a sound that makes a ringing noise, which a lot of people oh, refer to as a bell. So that's officially oh, known as the bell end. So right, nice. not the lightning rod end. No. <laughs> <laughs> ah, I see. <clears throat> I thought it would be the steeple end. Yeah, they were going well, to name it the Ganguly end, but they thought Bell end was more appropriate. So, <laughs> um, <Yeah. laughs> Add more of a ring to it. Uh, righty. So uh, we'll move on from that. Thank you, Alex. Um, we're going to quickly touch on the uh, final three T20Is from the Australia-New Zealand tour that has just uh, finished up. So um, we'll just quickly run over them. And hopefully um, while we're reading this, the cricket ball doesn't come flying in our head and kill us. Like Jeff Marsh has got me fearing for my life all the time. <laughs> um, so the third T20I, all of these, thanks to COVID, were all moved to the Wellington Regional Stadium, which we mentioned on the last podcast. Um, so these were all played in the first week of March. So um, in the third one, New Zealand uh, won the toss and elected to have a bowl, which the way the Aussies were batting, you'd probably go, yeah, that'll get us knocked over by lunch <laughs> and we can go home. Um, but the Aussies had a bit of a fight back. So uh, they made four for 208. Maxwell made 70. This is the game where he smashed a big, massive hole in the seat in oh, the stadium. Yeah. And uh, Finchie made 69. Chomp, chomp. Chomp, as, chomp. Yes, as he got back to a little bit of form, old Finchie. Um, bit of foreplay. Yeah, the best of the New Zealand bowlers was Ish Sodi, who took two for 32. Um, so New Zealand come out to have a bat second up. They will get rolled for 144. So um, Guptill made 43. The old Devon lunch meet Conway got 38. And the man of the match and the man with the amazing bowling figures and basically won it for us, old straight breaks himself, Ashton Agar, took six for 30. Off his, off his yeah. four overs. At Good one stage, pace bowling. I, yeah, at one stage, I think he had five <laughs> for three or something fucking ridiculous like that. So, um, yeah, so I think he took three in and over from memory as yeah. well. So, uh, so well, yes, yes, uh, Bull. Um, sorry, mate, I didn't mean to cut you off. I've, I've just got right. a new question for you whenever yes, we play mate. in New Zealand. Uh, how many high cars were hit with a ball? Um, four. Oh, nice. All right, I'll yeah. drop that down. Thank you. <laughs> Just let Ian Smith know it wasn't it was his. <laughs> you, tell, you tell which one's Ian Smith because it's full of McDonald's wrappers. But uh... <laughs> it's a, a ram too, so he can fit in it. Yeah. <laughs> oh, uh, no. So the Aussies won by 64 runs. As I mentioned, old straight breaks himself, Ashton Agar, was the man of the match. So we move on a couple of days later, the fourth T20I, as mentioned, was also in Wellington. Uh, Finchie won the toss, turned to the locker room and shadow batted a forward defence and the Aussies were going to have a bat. As is customary. Um, (laughs) The Aussies would make six for 156. Finchie would make 79 of those. Uh, He... The joy of watching these games with no crowds is the mics pick up everything. And once again, Finchie just proved that he's the world's best park cricketer as he would hit one and not time it right and just go, fuck, as he jumped through for a single. <laughs> and then poor old, poor old Ishiguro would be on the commentary apologising for the bad language that was sometimes getting picked up by the stump mic. He was going at basically a run of ball and people were talking, the guys in the box talking about how bad he was batting. Then he hit something like 23 off the last over to get to 79. So, God, um, they're wankers. Yeah. <laughs> So, uh, once again, with the ball, it was uh, Ish Sodi. He picked up three for 32. And old Trent Bolt got two for 27. So, uh, New Zealand would come out to have a bat. They would get rolled for 106. So, uh, Kyle Jamison, who looks like one of the bad guys from the Wolfenstein fucking video games, he's massive and broad-shouldered and blonde as fuck. So, um, (laughs) he got 30-odd. But it was Kane Richardson. Old Cold Drip Kane took three for 19. And... uh, (laughs) Straight breaks is added again, picking up two for 11. So Australia win by 50 runs. And as mentioned, the man of the match was the king of the park cricketers, Aaron Finch. On you, Finchy. Finchy. Yes, Roscoe. Yeah, Jamison made a few runs. He bowled the last over, and that's when Finch hit four sixes, I think it was. Yeah, some rubbish bowling. Off Jamison. Yeah. Yeah. 
Uh, well, he, yeah, he yeah. was so bad. He's throwing full tosses. Yeah, he was so bad that in this next game, he didn't get a bowl, and he's a fucking bowler, and he played. So, um, oh, Jesus. yeah. So, in the fifth T20, I also Wellington. Uh, more shadow batting from Finch as he won the toss yes. and chose to have a bat. The Aussies would get uh, would get rolled for eight for 142. Matty Way to get 44, Oof. and Finch would get 36. Old Josh Philippe got moved to the top of the order to give himself more of a chance and promptly made two or three. So unlucky there, Josh. It's a big jump from the BBL to international cricket, but you'll get there, buddy. Uh, so once again, <laughs> you'll be right, champ. Keep it going. Once again, <laughs> there it is. From experience. It's all right, matey. It's all right. All I know is I found Ross that going from fourth grade cricket to A grade cricket was a little bit of a jump. And I imagine BBL to international cricket is a similar gap. <laughs> Um, so once again, it was Ish Sodi who took the uh, took the wickets. He got three for twenty four. Uh, New Zealand had get the runs three down to win by seven wickets, which technically I think is bullshit. I've got I'm going to harp on this for a second. Australia didn't lose all ten wickets, so how can they win by seven wickets? They won by five wickets because they only lost they lost five less wickets than fucking Australia did. Sort your shit out, cricket. That part of it's fucking dumb. Okay. Um, so Guptal would make seventy one. Devin Conway would make 36. And uh, almost atta- almost getting decapitated in the process, Riley Meredith would get two for 39. So, uh, as I said, New Zealand won. I say by five wickets. The ICC says by seven. We all know <laughs> who's right. Um, yeah. Man of the match was Martin Guptill. Um, I'm, dis- I'm a bit disappointed, to be honest, because I don't think they mentioned on the broadcast how tall he was enough. But we've learned we've learned from the summer in Australia that if someone's tall, it has to be talked about. Yes. So lift your game, Mark War and Isha and whoever the other First rotating rule of person was. So it's just not good it enough. Just, yes, Roscoe. Uh, a quick one there. It was uh, in that last T20. Uh, Mark War said, "Oh, it's a little bit underrated." This I think he's talking about Meredith. Uh, a little bit underrated, Meredith. He's a really good T20 bowler. And then next thing you hear, this enormous crack. And there's, ooh, that's six. <laughs> this ball got belted for six. Uh, Junior is the king of doing shit like that in the commentary. Uh-huh. Great. All righty, Roscoe. Well, as you popped up, it's actually your turn to take over here. So we're gonna, you're going to give us a bit of a uh, Marsh Cup. This is the um, one-day version of the Marsh Cup, as both competitions are called, the Marsh fucking Cup and the Shield, just to keep us all on our toes. But uh, so you're going to give us a bit of list A information here, Roscoe. So away you go. All right. Thanks, Mick. I know we know nothing, like nothing more on this podcast than nicknames and score. <laughs> so I'll keep it brief, though. The possibly the highest scoring and potentially greatest ever game of uh, List A cricket played in Australia happened in the third match of this series at the WACA. It was WA versus South Australia. WA batted first. Sean Marsh made 113. Yep. Cameron Green made 144 of 101 balls. Oh, they Jesus. went 369. Nine for five off their oh, 50 John. overs. Jeez. And um, old mate Pete Hatsoglu copped a bit of stick. Eight overs, none for 71. Oh, He's a new pope. Mm. <laughs> so South Australia then was set to target 370 from 50 overs and they started like an absolute house on fire. Harry Nielsen and Travis Head. Travis Head was run out by... Um, yeah, Cameron Green for 142 off 86 balls, 15 fours and six sixes. Fucking hell. Good going. It was the run outs that cost him. (laughs) (laughs) And um, South Australia had four four players run out. I don't know what's going on. I think that's a bit unfair, but because Cameron Green's arms are so long from being so tall, he doesn't have yeah. to throw it as far to mm-hmm. run people out. So I reckon that's fucking bullshit. Four players run out. Yeah. Mm. So four players run out, you reckon, Ross? Yeah, <laughs> me too. What, one was a real run was a uh, real punch of burn yeah, Three minutes ago. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Anyway, so they're in a position of strength. They were. They were three for 315 in the 43rd over. 
Fuck. And yet they managed to lose it. Yeah. Oh, and all out. Three fifty six. Yep. Well, so Ross, lost by fifteen runs. Mm. South Australia have had enough wins in the recent time. Yeah. So like, just, they've they've just said we've had enough. WA, you've struggled a little bit. Have the yeah. win for us. We'll just give it to you. You need it more than we need it. So. Mm. Yes. Anyway, the sacker backed up then two days later and lost to New South Wales, which was good. things. That's it. And um, the main thing there was Dave Warner made a bit of a comeback. 87 he made off 74 Devil balls. And they, they won in 30, 30 overs. <laughs> Jesus. New South Wales. Yep. And, Is that a double um, mega there, bonus point? Well, from there, the Sackers' um, <laughs> week got only a little bit better when they turned up to play um, Tasmania at the Junction Oval on Friday, just gone, and were bowled out for 104 in 32 overs, lowest <laughs> score in, in ever. In, so they went from like 10 days prior playing one of the best ever games of limited overs cricket in Australian domestic history to playing the worst game ever in, in the space of 12 days or something. And uh, yes, this was a double bonus point win to Tassie who chased down the runs in 17 overs. Fuck <laughs> <Yeah>. the hell. <laughs> there was one other game of note there. It's been surprisingly how one-sided the games have been, I'd say. There haven't really been, other than that Saka Wacker one, not many close games. The other one I'll just touch on briefly is Queensland WA at the Gabba, where uh, it was Jack Wildermuth who steered Queensland to a respectable 264 for nine. But then Mick Nisa took three wickets in the first over or something, um, yeah. or the first three overs, and they were three for 10, and it was game over. He took um, six overs, three maidens, three for 10 himself. So remarkable bowling by him. That's about it, Mick. Um, the table, it uh, reads interesting reading. South Australia on the bottom, surprisingly. New South Wales, Tassie on top. Yeah. <laughs> Finals, the top two. You celebrated the halfway point of the competition on Sunday by having a washout. Not a single ball <laughs> ball. Yeah. Beautiful. Only halfway through. Fuck, I know, like, COVID and shit, but Jesus Christ. Yeah. Fucking March. Well, eight out of 15. That's big. It's a big mm. block. <laughs> <laughs> All righty. Thank you, Roscoe. Um, so from there, we're going to move on to a little bit more of our uh, first-class cricket system. We're going to talk about the Sheffield Shield. So uh, the latest round of the Sheffield Shield recently kicked off on March the 5th, and it was at the, at the mighty MCG where the Vicks were hosting Tassie. So the Vicks don't get to play at the MCG very often, and uh, even less often in March when they're usually taking the pitches out to get ready for footy. So this will be their last chance to play there for a while. Uh, so the Vicks won the toss and elected to have a bowl. So uh, Victoria knocked over Tassie for 188. It was uh, Jake Doran got 52 and Caleb Jewell got 37. The uh, the big bull mastiff, Scotty Boland, took four for 44. And oh, Big Dumb Pato took three for 33. And he had the ball fucking moving around a bit. There's some really good highlights of him across social media doing a bit with the pill. So the Vicks would come in. Um, they would have a bat as well. They'd get rolled for 199 to give themselves a lead of 11. Um, Peter Hanscom continued his uh, pretty good form, uh, getting 73. Mm. And uh, Jeebus Fraser McGurk got 37. Uh Jackson Bird, oh, pardon me. Jackson Bird was the best of the uh, Tasmanians, picking up four for 43. Jared Freeman got three for 39. If you're out there in cricket land and you can fucking find on the internet somewhere what the fuck Jared Freeman bowls, good luck to you because I tried and it was not fucking anywhere. So <laughs> I clicked on his face on the scorecard on the Cricket Australia website and it went to something. It didn't even have his date of birth on it. just had a photo of him <laughs> and his name. Uh, and that was fucking all the information there. Wow. So, Russell, well, we, well, we know he yeah. bowls left and right-handed and bowls in and out swing and left and fucking finger spin and leg spin all at once. So he's, yeah. he's a freak. Uh, so Tassie would have another bat. Um, Tasmanians would get two for 63 the second time round. Jake Doran would get to 98. So two runs short of his ton. Um, Return of the Mac. Right arm off spinner. Pretty. Ah, there we go. Return of the Mac. Mac Wright would get 33. Uh, once again, Big Dumb Pato was in the wickets, getting three for 54. And the Bull Master, Scotty Boland, got two for 41. 
the Vicks would uh, chase, uh, they wouldn't chase down the score actually because it's fucking rained out. But they would be <laughs> one for 122 when rain kicked in. Hanscom was on 54, not out, and Harris was on 45, not out, which means if Joe Burns had been out there, he would have been on 44, not out. Useless cunt. Uh, Peter Siddle <laughs> took the only wicket, getting one for 16. Uh, yeah, so there was a bit of rain around in Melbourne, and the match ended in a draw. So points were Tasmania 2, Victoria 2, Melbourne weather 0. So um, from there, we go to the Jamie Cox votes. Uh, three votes to Jake Doran, two votes to Peter Hanscom, and one vote to the ball master, Scotty Boland. Um, so from Victoria, we head up north to the Gabba, where the Queenslanders were taking on WA. Uh, Queensland Usman won the toss and chose to have a bowl. Uh, WA would declare five down for 458. Two tall cam Brent got 251. Almost, he got, he got as many runs as he is, as many centimetres he is. So, well done. <laughs> uh, Big Hank Cartwright would get 96 and Smash would get 70. Uh, best, yeah, best of the Queensland bowling was the Wildebeest, Jake Wildermuth, who got two for 60. And Matt Kuhneman got two for 85. He couldn't have been any worse. But, um... <laughs> <laughs> oh, that got me. We kind of know why. <laughs> hey, when, you, when, you thought, when you thought 458 was impressive, Queensland rocked out and declared oh. nine down for 600. Jesus so, Christ. So, uh... Maddie Redshaw would get one, uh, would get one for... Uh, wouldn't get one for... He got 139. <laughs> fucking hell. Uh, Vulture Street, Rice Street would get 117. And Marnus will get 92. Pick of the WA bowlers was Jake Carter, which would be probably Jake Carter because he took three for 134. Oh, getting three for. Cameron Gannon, the cannon, got uh, two for 78. And the man who's probably even closer to being a ginfer than anyone else, Liam Guthrie would take two for 106. So well done, oh, good Lee. darts. Fuck good darts. Daddy Ginfer. <laughs> uh, so WA would have another bat. They would be four for 178. Uh, Jake Carter got 57 red. So he's only about 80 runs behind at the moment. So good for him. <laughs> uh, Big Hunt, Big Hank will get 43 red. Uh, Brennan Doggett and Jake Wildermuff would both take two for 30. The match would peter out to a draw. So the points Beauty. were... Queensland got 2.69 and Queensland got 2.01. Um, so the votes for the Jamie Cox medal, three votes for two tall Cameron Green, two votes to two slow Matty Renshaw, and <laughs> one vote to two road-like Bryce Street. <laughs> oh, very good. Yes. Well done. Uh, so the final match of the round was New South Wales heading over the Adelaide Oval to take on South Australia. So SA won the toss and elected to have a bat. They would declare eight down for 482. Alex Carey would make 125. And, oh, my God, he's still on the side. Jake Lehman would get 80. So um, with the pill, it was Nathan Lyon taking a five for Five for 152, that is. Um, Good darts. He bowled Good a darts. fuckload of overs in his defense as well. Um Hazelwood get three for 77. Uh, New South Wales would declare seven down for 366. Curtis Patterson would get 102. And Sean Abbott was absolutely killing him when he made 71. Uh, Dan Worrell and David Grant would both take two for 81. So well done to DJ. Granny. David um, Grant. Yeah, I don't know. Chris <laughs> Grant. Playing white bread that name. Yeah. That. <laughs> yeah. He probably has the personality of a toaster as well. Uh, so <laughs> South Australia would declare six down for 178, trying to force a result. Because you know what? If you're not prepared to lose, you can't be prepared to win. That's uh, it. That's it. So you Travis deserve Ed- me at my best. Yep. Travis Ed would get 44. <laughs> Jake Weatherall would get 42. Nathan Lyon would once again take two for 44. I don't know why I said once again, but he did get take two for 44. And Mitch Stark would get in the wickets, getting two for 55. Um, so New South Wales was set about you know, about 297 to win. Um, they would get that four down. So they'd get four for 298. And it was the unlikely combo of Sean Abbott and Moises Enriquez getting it done. 
So Sean Abbott would get Shit. 83. Moises would get 78, not out. In uh, Stevie Warren at the top of the order would also get 69. Hey. Chomp, chomp. chomp, chomp. Uh, Feast for two. Yeah, Travis Head would get one for 29. <laughs> Word is Jeff Lawson is still running around the Adelaide Oval yelling at David Warren about how big your fat is. Um, so <laughs> New South Wales win by six wickets. Uh, the points when New South Wales get 7.24, SA would get 1.7. Uh, the votes for the Jamie Cox, Sean Abbott would get the three, Alex Carey with the two, and Nathan Lyne with the one. All right, and that is that round of... Just a quick one there, Mick. Yeah, mate. Yes, Roscoe? Yeah, the um, Sean Abbott got elevated up the order, which was impressive, uh, his batting effort. But he and Moises got scores level and then... Took two overs to get the one run they needed to win. Fucking hell. Put the ghost low on. Were they doing yeah. a bit of um, MS Dhoni style stuff? Just do it on the last ball of the day. Because you can. Maybe they're just trying to show the sacker how they can out sacker them. <laughs> <laughs> All righty. So that is the wrap-up of Shield Cricket. So um, we've, I've got two final things on my agenda, but with the current internet situation in Bendigo, um, <laughs> well, it's going to be interesting to see how this goes. But Roscoe, <laughs> you have a story for us about local cricket. Oh, shit, this is going to be good. Or maybe he doesn't. Cause I do. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Right, I see. I'll just leave it there. No worries, right. thanks, Ross. All right, Roscoe. Well, I've, got Ross. The, I've got the article on my phone, so let's have, let's let's touch on what happened here. Um, fuck, I can't find it. Why would you why you share the whole fucking article, Ross? Fucking hell. Uh, anyway, apparently well, there was a there was a burst pipe. There was game changes. There was all kinds <laughs> of fucking crazy shit going on. Oh, here we go. Bit okay. of sizzle right. for next podcast. That has been the mid-off yeah. cricket podcast, everyone. <laughs> if, we, if, we, if we weren't a shambles, we wouldn't be. This is our fucking brand, boys. Our brand is a fucking shambles. We right. were so fucking close. We were so close. We nearly <laughs> got through it despite this delay. Fuck. All right. So here we go. So Eagle Hawks. So we've got Eagle Hawks survived one of the most eventful semi-final days in BDCA history. For those playing at home, that is the Bendigo District Cricket Association. To keep their premiership dreams alive. The Hawks, Eagle Hawk Hawks, there you go. The un- they only snuck in the top four on the final day of the season when they knocked off Kangaroo Flat. Sorry, no, they don't. They play Kangaroo Flat in the next Saturday's prelim. There you go. With the winner to advance to the grand final against Strathdale Mauritians. That's not Ooh. right. How do you spell that, Roscoe? Yeah, do don't it. ask Ross. The Borough's <laughs> pathway to the prelim was, an- was anything but conventional. Eagle Hawk and Huntley North Epsom players arrived at Strauch Reserve on Saturday morning to find a large portion of the outfield <laughs> on the scoreboard pocket side of the ground waterlogged. Fuck me. Oh, you're kidding. No, no. Someone been there doing dodgy buggers the fucking night Standing before. Standing water. Yeah. The Charlotte was dry match. and the pitch was in good condition. But an area of the outfield approximately 35 to 40 metres from the wicket was soaked and unplayable. Oh, my. The BDCA said a burst pipe had caused the water damage. After consultation between the BDCA, the official officiating umpires, Huntley North Epsom skipper Elliot Messina and Eagle Hawk captain Corey Jacobs, it was decided the game would be moved to the QEO, the Queen Elizabeth Oval. Why wasn't it there from the start? It's the fucking best ground. The best ground yes. in the fucking town with the big stadiums is yes. not fucking is available. Why are you not playing there, you clown? Cold yeah. beer too. Yeah. Uh, so the league and the clubs have been waiting for. Oh, okay, 
at least might explain why. The league and the club <laughs> have been waiting for a third eleven <laughs> clash of the grant to conclude, and the starting time for the first eleven game between the Power and the Hawks was rescheduled to three thirty p.m. Ah. What the fuck are the thirds doing playing on the QEO when the fucking yeah. ones are out, yes. they're out somewhere where the fucking pipe can burst? And they should be at a game. they should be at a secondary college somewhere. The yeah. thirds <laughs> ship off. The third eleven should be somewhere where it's just a barren wasteland with no trees where you can go, can't get any shade. Yeah, like, and yeah. not a place to get changed either. Yeah. <laughs> it's like a bus shelter, and that's fucking it. Yep, and it's always real fucking windy. Yeah. That's what you need to be, real fucking yeah. windy. So here's the clincher in this story, but however, by 3.30pm, steady rain had set in across Bendigo. Oh, All afternoon cricket across the region was washed out. The power Fuck. and the Hawks had a cutoff time of 7pm to make a start. The covers were removed just before 6.30, and the pitch was in perfect order. Oh, well, the QEO outfield drained remarkably well. <laughs> the match was scheduled to be a T20, so 20 overs per side with a 7 p.m. start. Oof. A washout would have ended the Hawks' season, but they've been given a lifeline, and they made the most of it. Skipper Corey Jacobs removed the dangerous Dineshka Wichawana for a second ball duck, thanks to a well-judged high catch from Richard Tibbet at mid-off. I've always said, if I wasn't able to field at mid-off, the one bloke I would want at mid-off mm. is Richard Tibbet. So, Absolutely. So, Tibbs. Yeah. Dick Tibbs. Nash Viney. <laughs> big, sexy Nash Viney took a smart catch at backward point to dismiss Ryan Reg Grundy's for, the, for 11 before Angus Chisholm College made good ground in the outfield to Oof. catch Sundum Ranathanga for 15. Uh, it left the power three for 33 in the eighth over and under pressure to post a competitive score. The power needed star all-rounder Adam Burt Ward of Batman fame to challenge <laughs> to change their fortunes and threaten to swing the momentum of the game with a mix of power hitting and classic cricket shots. It's exactly oh, what T20 this. needs. The right-hander scored just six runs of his first 11 balls before he went up a gear and started to find the boundary regularly. Ward hit five fours and one six on his way to 30 when he tried to work a Russell Stockdale ball to leg side and it took oh. a leading edge to Matt Finn at straight cover. That's a poor shot, I'm going to say, Adam. That's really Absolutely. poor Absolutely. Get done by Stockdale and Lego too. Yeah. Oh. Ward's departure left the power at five for 80 with five overs remaining. While Ward was at the crease to a score, to a, a, was at the crease, a score of 120 plus was attainable. But when he left, the Hawks put the clamps on. The Power lost 5 for 23 off their final 30 balls. The scramble to be 9 for 103 closed. Jacob was, Jacob was superb for the borough. The skipper can see just nine runs from his four overs and picked up two Oof. wickets. Tibbet would get two for 18. Nick Chris Farley would get one for 18. <laughs> and Aaron the Munro, Aaron the Monaro Munro would get one for 22. A fast start with a bat by the Hawks could have meant lights out for the power and it didn't eventuate. Cam Berry took two for 18 to remove both openers cheaply. And when Jacobs was bowled for 15, the Hawks had slumped to three for 35 off eight overs. Fucking ring-a-ding-ding. Three for 33, three for 35. Worms touching. Yeah, and the power were up and about. (laughs) The Borough needed a meaningful partnership and they got it from the two players at opposite ends of their career careers. Wiley veteran Matt Fitt playing his first first 11 game of the season. How's your wily fucking veteran then? Oh, I, I suppose you can be old and not get... But how do you not get picked until the granny? Fucking Jesus. Yeah. Pull your finger out, Matt. Combined with 17-year-old at the college, Angus Chisholm, to steady the ship. Fitz cool heading across and the ability to work the ball into the gaps for singles proved critical. He could be heard yelling from the boundary, horseshoe, horseshoe, horseshoe. Kizan's <laughs> <laughs> temperament valid his age and he resists the temptation to play outside of his natural game. Yes. Oh, they added 35 off as many balls before Fit, 21 off 22 balls, was trapped in front by spinner Mala Marasanka. LBW to a spinner, Matt Fit. There's a reason this is the first game you played for the year, mate. Fucking hell. Mm. The big hit in Chris Nick Farley strode to the crease with the Hawks requiring 34 to win off 34 balls. Importantly, Chisholm and Farley didn't panic against some tight Huntley bowling from Matasunka, Brett Alvey, and Ward. They worked the ball around and reduced the equation to 14 runs to win off the final 12 balls. Fucking ring-a-ding-ding. We should go watch yeah. this often. So the off-spinner Messina took the ball for the penultimate over and Farley pounced 
Bali launched the first ball over of the over for four and then brought the Borough supporters alive with a six-over long on off the second delivery. It's fucking ten off two balls for you playing at home. Three yeah. singles off the next three balls, tied the scores before Farley and Chisholm scampered the match-winning single off the first ball of the final over. Chisholm finished with 34 not out of 47 balls, while Farley collected 23 not out of 15 for his late innings cameo. So there you go. So fucking what a day of cricket. So it's meant to be a proper game. Got turned into a T20 garbage and was a ring-a-ding fucking ding. Yeah. All because the council can't look after the pipes under their ovals in Bendigo. That's the headline <laughs> of the story there. Yes, Dave. Yeah. I liked your Ross impersonation there, Mick. Um, there were some good points and some bad points to it. Um, obviously, reading the whole article, wow, straight out of Ross's playbook. <laughs> but... Um, <laughs> Far too much uh, pitch change with yeah, your man. voice um, and just far too much excitement. So if you're going to read Ross's stuff next week, please work on that. All right. I'll try to be better. Yeah. <laughs> how do you get better? By improving. That's, yeah. that's a lesson for all you people at home. <laughs> Don't be bitter. Be better. And how do you be better? By improving. So that's, that's it. That's simple. <laughs> All righty, I think that'll just about do us for this edition of the Mid Off Cricket Podcast. Nearly bang Great. on the fucking sixty-minute mark. Um, so I just like to thank our sponsors. The Frederick Harold Sock Company. Yes. I got all four words in because I usually fuck this go. one. So <laughs> hit hit up uh, Frederick Harold for all your sock buying needs. Like yep. we talked about before, locally sourced cotton. They put a tree in for every pair you buy. There's cricket theme ones. Good. There's all they're kinds comfy. of ones. They're, they're fucking great socks. We're heading into Easter. Don't buy eggs. Buy fucking socks. All yep. righty. And that'll do us here at the Mid-Off Cricket Podcast. In the words of the great, great Jim Cornette, thank you. Fuck you. Bye. <laughs> Just a final thought from me, Mick. Uh, yeah. No, no. There's, come on. Right, there's come no on. thoughts. There's uh, no thoughts. Like in, like in at work, there's no thoughts. And that'll do us. See you oh. later. <laughs> <laughs>